You're listening to a message from Impact Student Ministry, a middle and high school oriented production of the Summit Church. We're in week two of our streak series. And to start, if you guys remember last week, I told you all about this Snapchat account that I had. Uh, and it's pretty cool. I actually ha- followed Jesus on Snap. Like, I don't know if you guys do that yet, but I have a couple other pictures that he sent me this week. So, you guys want to check them out? Yeah? Uh, let's see the first one. You guys have probably felt this way before. I know I certainly have. When someone corrects your grammar. You know y'all got some friends out here who are like, uh, it's actually pronounced theirs, not theirs. And we're like, my bad. Okay. A little grammar correction. And y'all definitely have them in the class as well. Let's go to the next one here. Baby Jesus is going to have some wicked abs by the end of the season. You see he's like kind of fully engaged, like a little plank action here. It's really, really nice. Okay, next one for us. I like this one a lot. (laughs) Does it look like I'm going downstairs? All of a sudden, just kind of drifting away. A little Michael Scott office fun there for you guys. And last but not least, this lady is sleeping. Can you believe this in the church? And Jesus is like, yo, what is this? Get me sleeping in the church. What's wrong with her? Guys, hey, I don't know where you are in your walk with Jesus, and if you have a great, close connection with him, or if you're kind of here just hanging out, and this is your first time to church, or you still aren't really sure about this whole Jesus and this God thing, but your parents make you come, or maybe you came because the girl that you like is sitting in front of you. Yeah, don't kick her or anything. That wouldn't be a good move. But I will tell you guys this, is that what we're going to talk about tonight is for you. Hey, Christians, followers of Jesus in the room, y'all can't hide from this message. What we're going to talk about tonight is right at y'all. And it's an expectation if you guys want to have a streak with God and not just a normal go through the motions. Yeah, this is just a regular faith. No, we're going to challenge you guys, and I'm going to challenge y'all tonight in two different areas in ways that you can make your streak with God so much better in your relationship, in your connection, in your action with God. Man, it gets so much better. I got two things for y'all. Hey, and if you're here and you're still not sure about this whole Jesus thing, Man, that's awesome. We're so glad and excited and honored that y'all are here to hang out tonight. Thank y'all for coming and getting crazy with us. We really believe what we're going to talk about, too, is going to hit y'all as well. Because at the end of the day, what we're going to be pushing and talking about and challenging y'all for tonight, it's going to make you a better person. And I know a lot of you guys really want to be some better people in here. No? Some of the guys are like, no, I really don't care. Well, I'm sorry. We'll pray for you. But, hey, guys, so we're going to go ahead and get rolling for tonight. And uh, since we're in the series of streaks, we're going to talk about snap streaks. And I want to challenge you all real quick to see what are some ways you can make a snap streak official. You get these things that pop up next to the person's name. What are they called? Help our leaders out. Yeah. Emojis. We got one student that knows about emojis. This is awesome. Okay. Hey, guys, emojis. So leaders and adults. And parents in the room, I didn't really know a lot about this. I had to do a lot of research this week to try and figure out what these emojis are about. So the first one, if you have a streak with somebody, what do you get? Fire. Fire. And it's a fireball. Isn't that nice? Just for the record, leaders, parents, if you're freaking out, this does not mean hell, okay? We're not saying like, I had this, like, this pops up next to somebody's name, and it's like, hell, no, that's not what we're talking about, okay? No, 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 no. What this means is typically there's what next to the fire? A number. And the number means how many days you have had an active streak with them. Great. Another one we have is the 100, right? Y'all got to say it with a little bit of flair. Come on now, the 100. Okay. Guys, you got the 100. 
which means you've been with a streak with somebody for how many days? Yeah, 100 days. This does not mean that they have not, like, bathed or put on deodorant in 100 days. That would be an awful thing. It's not that. It means that you have had an interaction, a connection with this person for at least 100 days. There you go. And the next one we have is what? Oh, the blush face. Anybody know what the blush face is? Yeah, you guys, the blush face. We're talking, now this is where it gets a little bit confusing. So leaders, y'all got to stay with me because I'm still a little bit confused. Now I might get this wrong. Students, if I do, I'm sorry. But the blush face, I believe, is like if you are really good friends with somebody, right? Like you're, you're great friends, you're good friends. And then this gets even crazier because you, streak, you, you have streaks with this person for so many times. You're known as good friends. And then you can get one of these hearts that is yellow. Oh, now it's like they're BFFs. All right, this is really cool. If you, if you look at somebody in your phone right now on Snapchat and they have a yellow heart note to them, that means it's like a BFF for them. Even crazier, let's go to the next one, the red heart. The red heart means that you guys have been each other's number one for how many weeks? There you go, good. Two weeks, two weeks. Hey, and even better from this is, again, we're talking about interactions that you're having with this person every day for two weeks. This is the person you have the most interactions with. We get a red heart. And the crazier one are these little pink hearts, aren't they just sweet? Isn't that really nice? The pink hearts will mean that you have had an interaction and a streak on Snapchat with this person as your number one for how many months? Two months. Yes. Anybody have some pink hearts in this room? Some of y'all, I know last week we had leaders that have been uh, on a snap streak for like 835 days or something. That's awesome. So they, I mean, they were well past the pink hearts. Now, we have some other fun ones, too. Like, if you guys have mutual best friends, what do you guys get for that one? Yeah, the cheese and face. And this one's probably the coolest one, if you guys are ready for this. You guys ever have somebody, and like, they're your best friend, but in reality, like, you're not their best friend? Yeah. The old smirk? Yes, I'm sure we've all had some of those things before. That's another one. Got, parents, isn't that kind of crazy, like, all of this? All on a social media app? I think it's wild. And then the last thing you have here is if your streak is starting to run down and you're losing time, you got the hourglass. So the sand is, is leaving and you got to hurry up and snap a picture or make some sort of interaction with this person before the day is over or your streak will be what? Lost. Dead. Yeah. I saw this article this week that said losing a streak is just as worse as a breakup. I was like, wow, you must not like that person that much. But I thought it was kind of crazy. Right now, so what I want to challenge you guys with tonight is we talk about all these emojis that we had. Is this question. What would your emojis look like in your snap streak with God? Right now, if Jesus is really on Snapchat and I'm still looking for him, if you guys find him, let me know and we can... Definitely interact, some of that stuff. But if he, was on Snap, if he was on Snapchat and you had a Snap streak with him, would you have a yellow heart, a red heart, two pink hearts? Would you have like the little smirk side face where Jesus might have you as his best friend, but you're like, nah, I'm not really his best friend. It'd be kind of crazy, right? So I want to challenge us tonight to think about this. Guys, because if you remember last week, we said the difference between a connection with God and a connection on Snapchat is if you miss a day, what happens? Yeah, Snapchat is dead. But with Jesus and with God, he's like, come on, come on back, come on back, come on back. 
If you guys remember last week, we talked about two big ways that you can really start your time with God. And one of them was this thing called devotions. Do you guys remember about devotions last week? If you guys remember those books we had, the 30 challenge books. Did anybody get one of those 30 challenge books? Oh, wow. Okay, so we got a lot of us who did. I love the enthusiasm. That's just so excited about life. Okay. Guys, we are, so we actually ran out of the 50 books we had for y'all, so we're going to get some more of those for you guys here in the coming weeks. So if you don't have your 30 challenge book to interact with God, guys, you can get on the Bible plan. You can talk to your small group leader. They'd love to figure out a way for you just to get devotions with God, reading the Bible with God, praying, trying to be open and real and honest as you are. Because, guys, that will help your snap streak with God. You remember the other thing we talked about last week that would help it? Surround yourself with what? Did somebody say heathens? I hope y'all didn't say heathens. Parents say heathens. Those darn heathens don't hang out with them. Guys, friends who are other believers. Yeah, that doesn't mean that you diss people and don't talk to people who aren't followers. But what it really means is that, hey, you need some people in your life who are going to help you with your snap streak with God. Hey, and this is what I want to challenge you guys for tonight. I want you guys to leave here with a mindset of saying, my snap streak with God, I want it to be more real. I want it to be personal. And I want it to be active. Okay, again, so I want it to be real, which means just as I am, I want to come and have a conversation and prayer with God and discussion with God and trying to read more about the Bible and trying to get in devotion, even though I don't know how to do it. I'm going to talk to my leader, and they're going to help me with a devotion plan. I want to be personal. Hey, it's not about your brother or your sister or your mama or your great uncle or Uncle Ray Ray or whoever it is. It's not about them and their relationship with Jesus. Because just like with snap streaks, if you guys have honestly given your password to somebody else to keep your streak going, yeah, I know you have. I feel like some of us do that too with our relationship with God. We say, nah, you know what? I'm not going to pray. They're just going to pray. They got this. They're going to cover it. They're better at that than me. No, guys, we want it to be a personal connection and snap streak with God. And then lastly, we want it to be active. We really want it to be something that you're trying your best to pursue. Now, if you miss a day, that's okay. If you miss a couple days, it's all right. Don't listen to what the Bible app says, where it's like, hey, it's so great to have you back. Where have you been? Don't let that beat you up, okay? We want it to try and be active. Uh, anybody here go to Big Stuff? Okay. So how did you guys feel about your snap streak with God when you guys were at Big Stuff? Good. I love this over here. Anybody else feel great about it? Excited about it? There was energy. People were hyped up, having fun, jumping, sweating, crazy. It was awesome. And I think for a lot of us, just talking with some of you guys, especially high schoolers, hearing some of y'all, you talked about, man, it, it big stuff, man, my connection with God was awesome. I feel like we were like this. I even realize people still do that, but a high schooler actually did that, which I thought was, was great. We were close, and then I got back home, and I feel like that connection is just gone. Or when you guys got baptized. Or when you ask Jesus into your heart for the first time, right? Or you first started coming to impact. Maybe you said, man, my snap street and connection with God was so awesome then, and now I feel like it's not active anymore. Hey, guys, I want to challenge you all with that as well. Because something we got to be careful of is our emotions. Like when it's a super emotional and fun time and exciting time, we feel like, oh, this is awesome. Jesus, I'm, I'm just, I can't control my hands. I'm going to raise them. This song is so perfect. I'm just... I don't know why the tears are coming down my face. It's just awesome. And we feel like we have a great connection with God. And that's true, and that's awesome, and that's real. But 
you can have the same connection, and God wants to have the same connection with you right here. And it might be months later, sure, you might not have the little pink, shiny hearts that you guys were number one for two months straight. It's okay if you have some time, guys. But we want you guys to be active, we want you to be real, and we want you to be personal. Now, for the fun part here, we're going to jump to a little bit of scripture, okay? And we're going to actually read a letter that Jesus' younger brother wrote. Anybody here know that Jesus had a brother? Yeah? It was actually a half-brother because if you think about it, who is Jesus' mom? Mary. Who is Jesus' dad? Yeah, God. So imagine this for a second. I would love to see what Father's Day would look like in James' house. <laughs> Everybody's like happy and celebrating, yeah, Joseph, you're the man. And Jesus is probably over there like, congratulations, Joseph. Yeah, this is awesome. Growing up his whole life, James was the younger brother of Jesus, who was the son of God, who claimed, you know, to be the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the Messiah and the Savior of the world. Does anybody in here have an older brother who's annoying? Yes. Does anybody in here have an older brother who thinks that they are the best thing in the world? Does anybody in here have an older brother who thinks that they literally hung the moon? Which means they can really do no wrong. Yeah, they're awesome. They're the best. They're so great. Like, we're talking about an older brother here who maybe got, like, all A's on every report card, who was, like, the football star, touchdowns. If he played soccer, he'd score a goal every game. Like, doing chores? Like, you didn't have to worry about it. Like, you knew that your mom wouldn't even check on him anymore. He would just come and check on you because you never did your chores as fast as he did his chores. Or older sisters. Y'all had older sisters that way. I mean, always did. Oh, oh boy. We got a leader back there raising his head, right? Guys, I mean, we're talking about like literally does his homework right on time, gets papers in early. Like this guy is the best thing ever. If you guys had that feeling, I have an older sister and an older brother. So I got it double. And I'm with you on this. If that if my sister or my brother walked around and said, hey, I'm the son of God, I would say, see you later. I'm not believing this. Just because you do this and you got every trophy and you're great, I, I, can't, I can't ride with that. I wouldn't believe it. Unless you guys are in a different time zone than me, you probably wouldn't really believe that this older brother who was so perfect would really be the son of God. So James spent his whole life, did he follow Jesus and believe Jesus and love Jesus and believe he was who he said he is? Absolutely not. Would you follow your older brother? No. James said, there's no way. I'm not going to believe this guy is really the son of God. Nah, he's just gifted. He's just smart. He's a suck up. He does all that stuff. I, he's not the son of God. So James spent his life believing that, and then one thing happened. Jesus got arrested. He got put on a cross. And he died. And then a few days later, Jesus was back. And he rose from the grave. And guess who realized he made a big mistake? James. Yeah, he's probably like, uh, shoot, okay. If you had to ask, like, your older brother for apology before y'all, that's the worst. I can't stand it. I love my brother to death, but it's hard. So James had to go into Jesus and say, man, I messed up. Like, you really are who you said you are. I am so sorry. He spent the rest of his life believing Jesus and telling the whole world about Jesus. And he's actually an early leader in the church. 
this younger brother of Jesus. So if anybody knows how to have a real and a personal and an active connection or shriek with God and with Jesus, it'd have to be James because he messed up and then came around. And this is what James talks about here. James is writing a letter to try and help people understand how to do this. And this is going to get crazy. You guys ready? Oh, my gracious. You guys ready? Woo! Okay. James says this. James says, hey, what good is it, dear brother and sisters, if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? Okay, James here is not talking to Jesus. He's talking to the early Christians, the early people who followed Jesus. And he's trying to help them out. And he says, can that kind of faith save anyone? He keeps going. He says, suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing, and you say, goodbye, have a good day, stay warm, eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? Hey, I think we got a couple of lifeguards in the room. Some people who were lifeguards this summer, some people who know how to swim, yeah, all right, wonderful. I want to give you guys an analogy. If you guys were swimming this summer at the pool, and you guys are pretty trained with this, you know what you're doing, you know how to swim in the deep end, and then all of a sudden, you see one of your friends, and they jump in the deep end. But they cannot swim. What would you guys do? Save them. So you guys wouldn't just kind of sit right here, and just say, hey, you really probably shouldn't jump. Well, all right. Hey, guys, there's somebody out here in the water. They're not doing good right now. Can somebody come and help this situation? No? Okay. Uh, no, nah, it's on the other side of the deep end. I'm good. I all right, it was fun. Well, it was good knowing you. Guys, would anybody do that? Probably not. Now, that just would not be a smart thing, really, to do. Guys, a lot of us as Christians and in our streak with God, we have opportunities right now to help people who are struggling in the deep end. Right? But while James keeps going, and James says this. Next slide. All right. James says this. So you see, faith by itself isn't what? It's not enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. Like a cat who would fall in the pool. It's just terrible. Guys, here, here's, what, here's what I want you guys to know from this. Okay, stay with me on this real quick. High schoolers, middle schoolers, pay attention. This is super, 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 super important. When you see this, you might easily say, hold on. Faith by itself is not enough. We have to do good deeds. I thought if I asked Jesus into my heart, then all of a sudden I'd go to heaven. Everything would be fine. I'd be forgiven. I'd be saved. And that is true. If you ask Jesus into your heart, and if you confess your sins and you make him Lord and Savior, guys, you're all set. That's true. But according to Jesus' brother James, he's saying it's more than that. James wants us to know, hey, guys, the secret is not just about getting to heaven. Just like the disciples last week. Do you guys remember disciples last week when Jesus left? The disciples were like, hey, where are you going? Jesus is saying it's not about heaven. It's about here. It's about living right here and right now. James wants everybody to know if we only care about our faith, it's not going to be enough. That's not it. We have to have some good deeds. We have to have some things in our life, man, that are encouraging us and pushing us through and where we're helping other people. Because if all you care about, and, and we, we stressed it last week, devotions, getting in the Bible, praying, those are important. 
If you know every single verse in the Bible, that's awesome, wonderful. You're a lot smarter than me. But if that's all you do, then guess what? It's not what? It's not enough. Yeah, but you know, I can pray really, really. Man, I can pray so good. Mm. Everybody just says amen when I'm praying. Oh, wow. If the only thing you do is that, guess what? It's not enough. You might say, yeah, but you know what? Like, I'm telling you, man, like, I, I feel like me and God are so close. I have time with him every single day, and this is awesome, and this is wonderful. But if that's the only thing that you do, impact, middle school, high school, it's not enough yet. We've got more. Because, again, Jesus said it's about living right here and now. It's not about a free pass to heaven. It's about what we can do here. And if you don't believe me, not just from James's words, but let's go one step further. Jesus' last real instructions and kind of his final hoorah that he has with his disciples. This is the night Jesus is getting ready to be betrayed by this crazy guy by the name of Judas, right? Okay, that might be the French term for it. I don't really know. But Judas, he betrays Jesus. And let's jump here to see how this account is told. This is John 13, 34 through 35. Judas just walked out the room. Jesus knows what's happening. And Jesus has a final goodbye to his disciples. And look what he tells them. This is awesome. Jesus says, so now... All my friends, I'm giving you guys a new commandment. Love each other. And I would love this because I feel like Peter and Andrew and those guys would be like, a new commandment? They'd be like, Jesus, is this new? You, this is all you ever talk about is love each other. But he says, no, it's even better. Check this out. Jesus says, just as I have loved you, you should love each other. As much as I love you, you should do that with everybody else. Everything I've gave, everything I've done my whole life, yeah, how I loved you, you should do that to everybody else. You know why? Because your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. I don't know about y'all, but when I hear this, I have to love other people in my life. I think of people that are difficult to love, like Coach K from Duke. Right? I can't, I, I'll never be able to love that guy, right? I pray for him, but I can't love him, Okay. And oh, Duke fans, I'm sorry. Maybe you think about an ex. Maybe you think about an ex-best friend. Maybe you think about that older brother. Guys, I think how hard it is to love that person, not just love them and accept them, but love them to a point where you love them as much as Jesus loved them, as much as Jesus loves me. Guys, that's tough. And Jesus is telling his disciples this for the last time before Jesus is going to be gone. I think that's just fascinating because I feel like some of them are still sitting there, like you guys probably are, like in your geometry class right now, and you're ready for lunch, and you're just like, this keeps going and going and going. And they're probably just sitting there staring over like this. Yeah, okay, love them. I got it. No homework? Awesome. Thanks. We're ready to leave. Guys, they were so heard it over and over and over again that they didn't even really process it. Guys, just as I've loved you, Jesus says we should love each other. Hey, so the main point for tonight is this, and I'm going to tell you guys how we think we can do this. To keep a streak with God. I'm talking about a streak like where you have a connection with God, where it's real, where it's personal, where it's active. We got love as Jesus loved. We've got to love other people in our lives right here, right now, just like Jesus loved us. Let's leave Coach K out of this. Nobody's going to love Coach K, okay? 
But we all have people right now in our lives that we can love just like Jesus loved. This will make your streak so much better. It will make it so much more real and authentic. Because some of us, guys, we might feel like, man, I want that big stuff moment back. Well, guys, there's some things we can do to try and get closer to that. And don't worry, high schoolers, it's coming. Before we know it, we'll be back. But we have to love as Jesus loved. Two ways I'm going to challenge you all to do this. This might sound crazy. All right, high schoolers, stick with me. Middle schoolers, you guys are here as well, so you're going to have fun with this. And it's this. Guys, the first way we can really love is Jesus' love. We can give. We can give. I know some of y'all might think, oh, crud, we're talking about giving here at church. All of a sudden, this is like a Spotify membership or a Netflix thing. Like, I got to pay money to come in here. Yeah, we're actually setting up uh, concession stands out there. We have to pay $5 to come in. No. Guys, if we want to love as Jesus loved, we give. And one thing that's super important in high schoolers is this. If you have a job, if you are making money, if you are making an income, guys, God tells us it is our responsibility to give 10% of that money to our local church. Now, I, it doesn't matter to me if it's here at Impact or if it's another church that you go with, with your mama on Sunday. Guys, it's our responsibility to give 10% of that. Uh, middle schoolers, if it's your, you know, you're working and you, you wash your parents' car, you mow the yard, take out the trash, you make a cool $40 for a week. That's nice. That's a lot more than we used to make. If you don't believe me, ask your parents or your leaders. Guys, 10% of that, you might say, well, that's only $4. Yeah, it is only $4. But if we want to love as Jesus loved, Man, we give that $4 to whatever church it is you guys are plugged into. Hey, I want to help you guys with your streak with God get better. And what's really cool is since our streak is with Jesus and we follow him, we're just modeling exactly what he did. And God, what did God give for us? His son Jesus, which is a lot more than 10% or a tithe. Right? And then Jesus decided, man, I guess I really got to do this. I'm going to give my own life and give my own self because I love everybody so much. Guys, we have to love like Jesus loved, and giving is a great way to do it. Now, I know what you might be thinking, um, because I always thought this, especially in middle school and high school. Like, I didn't really like listening to the giving messages. We didn't even have them in our youth group. And Whitney and I have talked a lot about this, just because we have a lot of high schoolers who have jobs. You might think realistically, dude, God doesn't need my money. And you're right. He doesn't need your money. But you know what he wants? He wants your trust. He wants you to really say, yeah, God, I love you. Yeah, I'm praying to you. I believe in you. But guess what? I'm actually going to give you just a tiny, tiny bit, 10% of whatever it is I make, and I'm going to give it to this church or that church or wherever it is because I trust you more with 10% than me with all 100%. And something else that's really funny, I heard this, <laughs> is you guys know what happens when, like, when people don't tithe, right? The water gets cut off. And all of a sudden, you have all these droughts going on around the world. It's terrible, man. You know, God can't provide water for everybody. It's a joke, guys. It's okay. Y'all stay with me, okay? You'll get it, get it in a little bit here, okay? Guys, giving is not about you. It's about changing your heart and showing trust in God there. Hey, the other thing I really, really want to challenge you guys for, besides just giving, is this. Serving. Yeah. Some of y'all are like, well, I have community service hours for class, and I kind of do that, uh, like, 
every couple months, and I get somebody to sign off on it. Guys, if we're only serving for a simple point of getting a paper signed, then we miss the whole thing. Guys, we serve because Jesus spent his whole life serving. You got Anybody in here have a teacher who says no food or no drinks, and they're up there drinking a frappe or eating some Pringles or a moon pie or something or some beef jerky or pork rinds, whatever it is? Hey, here's the deal. That used to drive me insane. Drive me crazy because how can you model and lead something that you don't even follow? You're going to tell me to do something. You're doing the exact opposite. Guys, Jesus, no. He tells us to serve because he did the same thing. That's what we're expected to do, y'all. And it will help you with your streak with God go to another level. It will. I can speak from my own life. And unfortunately, I'll be honest with you guys. I did not start tithing. And really given until I was already out of college. And I never, ever knew how important and how awesome it was. Because then it showed and reminded me that it's not about me who's going to help, you know, pay these bills or pay off school or put gas in my car or try and pay for food when I go out and eat my friends. It's about showing God that I trust you enough with that. Serving? Yeah, I served some, but I served like at basketball camps and football camps because I looked at the church and I didn't think that the church really needed it. And here's the deal, guys. If you think the church does not need your help serving, I want to tell you guys about the students who are sitting in the peak and sitting in Kids Summit and the influence and the difference you can make in their lives. Because you're right, the church might not need it, but they need it. And one of the favorite people from the peak, like this girl loves the peak to death. Peak is, uh, is, is our preschool and child care ministry that we have over here. It's run by Lily. And Kids Summit is our elementary child care. And we have a lot of students who crush it already serving in these areas. And we're going to challenge you guys tonight to do the same thing. Somebody who loves the peak more than anybody else, it's crazy. I think she actually loves her mama and myself less than she loves the peak is Iris. Iris is obsessed with the peak. You know why? Because the people in there. It's not just the building or the walls. It's the students who are back there helping and serving. So guys, think about an area where you could serve. Tonight we've got a great opportunity. Uh, Misty's going to be here from Kids Summit. Lily's going to be here from the peak. Yeah, okay, got a little bit of love. And then, guys, guest services, Brittany is going to be here as well as opportunity. Oh, wow, a lot of love for Brittany. Okay. She's also one of our leaders, so don't, don't worry about it. Kids Summit and Peak, it's okay. Guys, this is a great opportunity. And remember, you're not serving to check a box. We are serving because, man, that's what Jesus did, and he modeled that. And it's an unbelievable opportunity to share your experience with students who are literally going through the same thing that you did. And it's so cool. You guys will have those moments where you're like, oh, crud, now I realize why I got a 13 on my Spanish test because I can help somebody else who got a 13 on coloring in second grade. Actually, I don't know what they do, so I'm sorry. I, just, I really messed that up for second graders. But reality, guys, you can share your experiences and help them. And Jesus modeled that for us. And I want to finish with you guys with a story here uh, from this past Labor Day. Anybody have a nice Labor Day? Yeah, someone's had a great Labor Day. No school is always a lot of fun. It's a highlight. Uh, this past Labor Day, my wife Whitney and I and Iris, right, who loves the peak to death. Every time we come in the church, that's where she goes because she loves the volunteers who serve over there. Uh, it's really, we had a lot of fun. We went to Lazy Five Ranch. Anybody been to Lazy Five Ranch before? Some of you guys? It's wonderful. I don't know what's going We got a little bit of music. Somebody's excited for the Lazy Five Ranch. Okay. I think God likes the Lazy Five Ranch, too. It's like, oh, it's wonderful. 
Guys, we went to the Ladies Five Ranch. We had a blast. If you've never been there, it's unbelievable. You can actually drive your car through the Lazy Five Ranch, and you can see camels, and you can see zebras, and you can see giraffes, and you can see all these animals. And Iris loves animals. She really, really does. I mean, she's a huge fan where now she says every animal she can see, she calls them all, buh, buh, buh. I'm like, bunny. I'm like, elephant. No, you're close. Yeah, rhinoceros. No, it's okay. But she calls it just, she loves animals. And we had so much fun driving through. And guys, if you have not been there before, when you drive through the Lazy Five Ranch, you will have animals come right up to your car. And we have a picture here of a water buffalo that came up. And Whitney and Iris were sitting there feeding the water buffalo. And what was really cool is that the water buffalo got a little bit too excited. And he tried to take, like, the whole bucket of food from Iris. And Iris is kind of like, no, this is my bucket of food. You can't have this, right? And my wife is like, roll the window up, roll the window up. And I'm just like, lock windows. I'm not rolling them up. Trying to stay as long as possible. And we had a blast with it. And it was so much fun. And then when we finally got home, we looked at the car. And I tell you what, the water buffalo is one of the most disgusting and stinkiest animals, I think, on the face of this earth. It smelled like a hot diaper that had been, like, in the safari for three and a half years and had mildew and roaches and rats and all kinds of crazy things in there. It was awful, guys. It was terrible. And what's funny is we had all these streaks running down the side of the car. So we said, dude, we got to go get this car washed. We went to Sheets, and we spent $12 for the works, ultimate, deluxe, all these things, car wash. Even had a bug guard for whatever that does. But we got it washed, and then as soon as we got it washed, I looked out the window, and Whitney's like, yeah, I got most of it. And I look out, and there's still some stuff at the top of it. I'm like, dang, man, that water buffalo, he must have had a lot of junk in his jowls, you know, all kinds of crazy, nasty, slobber stuff. And I started to think, realistically, I was like, that water buffalo, he left his mark. He left his mark on us. And man, we were still cleaning that thing up till Monday night, and it smelled horrible. And I think about us in middle school and in high school. Guys, y'all have such a bright future and so much time ahead, and God has awesome and amazing plans for you in your life. But you guys have an opportunity to leave such a mark. When you leave somewhere... Say, man, I know what it is about him, but he, dude, he just loves people. He lo- I feel like he loves like Jesus would love. I, didn't, I don't even know who this Jesus guy is, man, but he just loves. Ladies, girls, when they say awful, terrible things to y'all in the hallway or at school, y'all have an opportunity to leave the nastiest water buffalo mark ever. I love you too. Guys, it's a great, cool thing where, you know what? You can influence people so much better than a water buffalo could. And guys, y'all have opportunities right here and right now. What would be really cool is middle school is when you guys get up to high school. And high school is you guys get ready to graduate and go on to college. If you guys could look back at your middle school experience and the friends you made and the people that you interacted with. And high school is you could look back at high school and you could see a streak of all these people that you loved and you cared about. And these people that you served in ways that you really loved them like Jesus did. Man, that's an influence. That's an impact, y'all. And you guys have the opportunity right now. I want to pray for you guys. Heavenly Father, 
Thank you so much for these awesome students. Man, it's such a privilege and an honor just to be able to spend time with them on a Wednesday night. God, you have such bright futures for them, for all of them. For those in here who aren't even sure who you are yet. God, I just pray that you will move through them, that you encourage them, that you'll help them realize and know right now. God, that you love them. You want a snap streak with them. And even better, you want them to have a connection with you. God, I pray that we can be encouraged and that we can look back after middle school and we can look back on relationships and after high school when we get to college and we can see the nastiest, the coolest, the most awesome water buffalo streak of how much we have loved other people. God, help us as we serve, help us as we give, help us to have courage to take those steps and help us to help them with that. We're so grateful for your son, Jesus, who doesn't want us just to get to heaven. He wants us to live right here and right now. Help us to do that starting tonight. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you would like to get more information on Impact Student Ministry or The Summit Church, visit us online at thesummitchurch.net.